John chapter 6, beginning at verse 52. You you follow as I read it from, um, from a very uh, inter- interesting passage of Scripture. John chapter 6 at verse 52. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. The grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of our God, that endures forever. You don't really believe that, do you? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you believe that? I mean, you Christians believe what? What, what is it that you believe? You know, you may recall that I said months ago that the first words out of Satan's mouth were words like those. Uh, there were words of a sneer, words of a taunt. You don't believe that, do you? I mean, you don't really believe that, do you? Guys, uh, the, the text that I've just written, uh, read you out of John chapter 6 is one of the more uh, controversial sections in the entire New Testament. Uh, you will notice that after Jesus spoke these words, I didn't read this part, but in verse 60 and 66, the crowd who listened to him say these things on that day um, really were, uh, um, were they were knocked off the balance and they thought, uh, now listen, uh, anybody who says things like this couldn't be entirely emotionally stable. So, and then we're told in verse 66 that they finally said, we've had enough. Um, this guy's not all there. His elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. So, um, we're leaving. And you, and you gotta admit, guys, that, that there are some pretty strange statements made in, in, in this text. Could, could I show you just two of them? Look at this, uh, verse 53. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you? You don't believe that, do you? Verse 55, for my flesh is true food and my and my blood is true drink. You Christians believe that? Guys, um... The controversy swirling around John 6 is well-deserved. 
it is not just controversy for controversy's sake. The controversy continues into our day. There's still an enormous debate that goes, that ranges on the low end, uh, that is the controversy on the low end. Uh, the question is, does this text refer to the Lord's Supper at all? Uh, there are, in, in the evangelical camp, those who would say, it, it's not even talking about the Lord's Supper. Well, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But the, the, uh, the higher end of the controversy has to do with the fact that the Roman Catholic Church uses this text, and some other things, but uses this text to establish a view of the Lord's Supper known as transubstantiation. You've heard of that. I've mentioned it before. Well, this is one of the texts from which the view known as transubstantiation comes. Now, you know what that view says, don't you? It says when you eat these elements... um, that you're actually chewing and swallowing the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. That they're, that they're mystically and miraculously transformed. And though they may taste, though it may taste like bread, what you're really eating is human flesh. Now, um, guys, I know this might confuse you just a little bit, but just one of the issues that this text raises for us is the issue of hermeneutics. You've heard that word before? Hermeneutics has to do with how you interpret your Bibles. A text like this faces us with that question. How are we going to interpret this? Because if you interpret this literally then that's going to involve cannibalism and drinking blood, which were both stringently opposed by by the Old Testament. And by the way, that's part of what the non-Christian world levels at us, saying, you Christians are cannibals. That's one of the, the suggestions that has been made about us. Now, guys... I want to suggest, and that's not the purpose of the morning, but there's a lot of reasons to reject that view of the Lord's Supper. That is, that your transubstantiation. But we're still left with this. What does Jesus mean by these words? Okay, uh, discard that particular view. What, what, what is he saying in this passage? Let's take a brief shot at that and then we're going to meet at the table. Okay, just, just a brief effort at trying to explain what Jesus does have to, what, what he means here. First of all, guys, you got to notice that in the larger context of chapter 6, Jesus is dealing with a group of people who continue to miss his point. Notice in verse 15, he feeds them, uh, at, you know, this, this miraculous feeding of 5,000, so they want to make him a king. And Jesus says, no, no, you missed the point. Then it comes to verse 26. So you, you look at verse 26 and he's, uh, he says, truly, truly, I said, you were seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you, I filled you with loaves. I mean, I, I gave you something to eat. Yeah, you missed the point. And then in verse 52, we're told, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? You see, they're, they're confused. And then Jesus says something like, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. And their little heads are spinning and thinking, what is this man talking about? Um, Because they are thinking or they are interpreting him literally. And because they are, they are grossed out, they are offended, and they leave. Because they insist on 
interpreting his words literally. Now, guys, the first thing that, or one of the things that you've got to understand about reading your Bibles is that oftentimes truth is layered. That is, that, that the truth lies beyond just the surface of the words and that Jesus often speaks in images. You know, one that's very simple, he calls himself a door. You know that? I am the door. Well, if you understand that literally, then you need to start searching for the knob. You see, all I'm suggesting to you guys is, is that when you're interpreting your Bibles, there are occasions where you need to set aside our love of understanding the scriptures literally and find a meaning elsewhere. And I think you can here. There's a, there's a, there's an image, there's a metaphor here that, that contains the truth. So, guys, that's the first lesson. That's, that's a lesson of hermeneutics. That the truth is not always on the surface, it's layered. It's somewhere beneath the surface. Now, secondly, let's, let's see if you can find, we can find the meaning real quick. Guys, look at verse 47 with me. I didn't read this part, but look at it. Verse 47. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. You see that? Now, drop down to verse 54. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. All right, do you see that? Guys, in verse 47, eternal life is tied to believing. You see that? And then in verse 54, eternal life is tied to eating my flesh and drinking my blood. Now, if both of these things equal the same thing, then both of these things are the same thing. You get that. Verse 47, he says, if you believe, you have eternal life. In verse 54, he says, if you eat my flesh, drink my blood, you have eternal life. Guys, all I'm saying to you is this. That the image in John 6 of eating flesh and drinking blood is just that. It's an image. It's an equivalent. It's another way of inviting people to embrace Jesus Christ as their hope of eternal life. That's all it is. It's a, it's a ritual. But it is not to be understood with some kind of literalness. There's one other thing that I want you to see, and then we'll, we'll go to the table. But guys, for me, beyond that, something that's richer and more meaningful here in this text is that what you get here is that Jesus is giving you a figure of speech um, of eating his flesh and drinking his blood to illustrate... Stay with me. To illustrate the intimacy that exists between us and him. That is, I want to suggest to you that the text that I've read you out of John 6 is primarily speaking of our union with Christ. Let me show you why. Let me explain that. Guys, when we eat food, you know, a peanut butter jelly sandwich or um, an apple or, uh, you know, a, a, a fillet. When we eat food, it somehow becomes a part of us. 
and I'm not going to go into because I really don't understand it, but all of the the, the digestive issues, but it gets broken down into nutrients and vitamins and minerals. And as a result of ingesting food, it becomes a part of me. Now, now, whereas we might not understand all the digestion part, you can understand this. If you do not assimilate food, you die. You take food in, it becomes who you are, and you're healthy. Guys, that's the image that's here. There is a spiritual union that Jesus Christ imparts, or there, there is an, by, by embracing Jesus Christ, there is a union that exists between Him and His people. And we take Him in, and He becomes woven into the fabric and the fibers of our being. Guys, this is not a new image. Well, actually, there's another place that you can find this same image. It's in John 15 about the vine and the branches. You remember that? Maybe that's clearer for you, but it's the same image. You got the vine. He's the vine. We're the branches. We're plugged into the vine, you know. We're a branch. And because we draw life out of the vine, we produce fruit. And I become a healthy branch because I'm plugged into the vine. And as I absorb more and more life from the vine, that begins to identify who I am. Some people like to call it a mystical union. You can call that, guys. But guys, what you're reading in John 6 is what the New Testament means by being in Christ. Look, just quickly, and we're we're done. But verse 54, again, in, in verse 54, Jesus says, Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. That is, my eternal life and my being raised from the dead is attached. It's attached to him. Look at verse 56. Uh, Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. This mutual indwelling, I abide in him, he abides in me. Look at verse 57. Uh, As the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. That is, like the life of the Son is guaranteed because of the life of the Father. My life is guaranteed because of the life of the Son. Guys, um, the Lord's Supper, among its many meanings, among its many, many faceted truths contained in it, one of the things that it means is that it is it points to a spiritual reality the spiritual reality of being in union with Jesus Christ and when i participate in this sacrament by faith i ingest Christ Jesus that's what this text means one more thing Nobody can eat or drink for me. I've got to do that myself. So, my dear friend, if you have never eaten his flesh and drunk his blood, if you've never embraced Christ, 
Do that now. Let's pray. Our Father, I do pray that you will um, add to our understanding of what this sacrament is all about. That you will show us again that there is rich, rich meaning in what we're doing. And that we can enjoy the great um, sweetness of being reminded that as a believer, we are in union with Christ Jesus. Now meet us here. Might uh, this sacrament stimulate us to greater, to greater love for this Savior of ours. We ask, of course, in Jesus' name.